Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to another edition of Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Quartrucci. I'm John Paul Murphy. I'm Deborah Murphy. I'm Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. I'm Brad Barrowie. I'm John Quattrucci. And I'm Drew Gould. <laughs> wow, we're getting very creative with these names. Uh, welcome, everybody. Hope you had a good Ooh, week. Tonight's, a, tonight's a big night. It's election night, but yes. here we are doing the podcast. Hope uh, everybody voted. Gets... Hope you all voted out there. Everybody vote. Um, tonight we're doing the commitments, and before we get, get rolling with that, I want to just let everybody know that we tend to spoil these movies. Um, and if it's you haven't been seen out the... for 29 years, if you haven't seen it, go watch it, then come back. We'll be here. <laughs> That's right. So I don't know if the spoiler's not coming. Who cares? So we Let's do wait spoil... for the big reveal. I'm dying for the big reveal. <laughs> so if you haven't seen the commitments, go see the commitments. Come back. We'll probably still be on when, by the time you're done watching this show, and we'll still be talking about everything. Uh, that's but before awesome. we do that, before we do on that, our own show. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you look at our web, uh, our YouTube page, we have about 6,500 views on all our videos. 4,500 of those are on Young Frankenstein. The rest are spread throughout the other ones. I mean, uh, Taking the Pelham's got 1.5, uh, you know, uh, 1,500 views. So let's get the viewership up. John, anything we need to do to get the Yeah, viewership? listen, I keep telling you, if you like what you're seeing, subscribe. But what you really got to do, hit the notification button and share. And listen, we've got 4,000 4, And remember, we do spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> listen, there's not a lot of spoilers in the commitment. But we do ruin, we ruin movies, okay? So if you've yes. never seen the movie, you watch the movie, then come back and watch this. But Young Frankenstein has seven thumbs down. I want to know why. Yeah. Because I think know. what they're saying is something to do with Ralph. I'm not sure. But <laughs> I don't like something. Put in the comments. I'm just assuming. Could be. Yeah. All right. But before we dive into the commitments. Uh, commitments. There it is. And again, in case anybody's wondering, I can't get the spoilers up. I don't know what's going on. Um, what did you do this week? Let's start with John Quattrusi. What, well, what, what did you see this so week? So I didn't. Oh, Sorry. I didn't want to watch uh, an old movie, so I went on TCM, and they were running 1995's Party Girl with Parker Posey, who I absolutely love. And I've only seen the movie once, and I remember it was very 90s, but I watched it again, and she was just, she was just really, really good in it. Just, I mean, it's not the greatest movie in the world, but her performance in it is really good. And it's a it's a light movie, which is good for me after doing these podcasts because you guys depress the hell out of me. So I wanted to watch a little more upbeat. That's why I'm so happy, Wojo, about this week's movie. Thanks. So that's what I watched. All right. Well, since he brought Wojo up, Wojo, Brad, what do you got? We actually took your advice and watched something you suggested. And we did. This is the second time. The Trial of the Chicago 7. Oh. If you have not seen that movie on Netflix, watch this movie. It is phenomenal. I read recently, um, we watched it last weekend, and I read this week that there's a good chance that all of the actors in this movie are going to be competing against one another for Best Supporting Actor at the Oscars (laughs) this year, and it would not surprise me. Wow. It It was so good. Yeah, I felt the same way really good brad you liked it 
I did. I, re- I really enjoyed it. Yeah, very good. All right, Drew, what do you got? Well, uh, for Halloween, uh, I took another Ralph recommendation. Um, I watched The Babysitter on Netflix, uh, which was fantastic and fun and ridiculous. And I remember I was watching it, and my wife and I were enjoying it. And I was like, this is, this is good, but it's, it's a little over-directed. And then yeah. I saw it was directed by McGee, and I was like, oh, no, so it's just directed. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we watched Jeez. The Babysitter, and we liked The Babysitter so much because I love Samara, Samara Weaving, yeah. whatever the pronunciation of her name is. Uh, we watched the sequel right after, which, uh, which wasn't as good but was still good. Yeah. And then um, I watched five other movies this week. Oh, my and God. <laughs> the only one that I'll mention, because it surprised me how much I enjoyed it, is Enola Holmes which is the Sherlock Holmes. Oh, oh yeah. really? Henry Cavill, right? And Henry yeah, it's uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. Is that Cavill. a movie or I thought it was a series? No, no. it's not. It looks like it would be oh. actually a feature film that got <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. streaming. It was going to be a theatrical release and then be on Netflix. And okay. uh, it's, it's not, I mean, it's not a great Sherlock Holmes movie because it's not like it has a great mystery that you can figure out that sort of stuff, but it's, it's sweet and it's funny and, I mean, you know, everybody in it is great and having a good time, and that was refreshing, frankly, this week. <laughs> Ralph, do we each get two? Do we get to pick two? Well, I can also uh, tell you movies not to see if you want. Oh, no. <laughs> no only, uh, <laughs> Every time we an ad pops up on my computer, watch Annabelle, I thought, nope, nope, <laughs> Drew hated that movie. <laughs> Very clear. No, actually, uh, only, only Drew and I get extras. I don't know why, but that's, that's the way it's worked out. Drew, so, uh, one question for Drew. Yeah. True. Were there any um, doorbell alarm? <laughs> no. In, in all of in all of the movies that we watched, I'm, I'm looking at the list right now. One of them didn't even have doorbells like in any of the houses, and uh, none of them were abused. So I think it was uh, I think it was good. None of my dogs got upset about about that. So they're they're approved. They're ghoul dog approved. Excellent. You should come uh, up with a list of all the movies that have door- doorbells. Bother your dogs. You know, that's a good idea. I sense a special, very special episode. <laughs> the doorbell episode. Doorbell episode. Special. Well, we're still waiting on a couple. podcast. We're still special waiting bells. on a couple lists from everybody, so we'll wait on that, too. So, <laughs> Look, we had computer Dog. problems. Like, you don't even oh, okay. want to know. All You're right. not even going right. to talk about it. Got it. Dog ate your computer stuff. Uh, Sean right. and Debbie, what do you well, got? We you suck. Halloween <laughs> after the book signing for... Chapel Street at a real cemetery with Johnny Unitas, Artie Donovan, Mayor William Donald Schaefer, and former Vice President Spiro Agnew. We came home. My dad's there too. So, and Brad's dad is buried there. <laughs> yeah, he was he great. He came out. He bought a copy. <laughs> uh, yeah. We watched the Wicker Man, the original. Oh, Christopher uh, Lee. I was scared. Oh. I had never seen it because I was watching the remake, which was terrible. But the original one is a really groovy and weird movie. Yeah. You know, it's like um, the soundtrack's very interesting because they'll they'll segue a lot from like old folk tunes to um, like rock tunes of the period and all. And it was, um, you know, about a, a police inspector, an uptight police inspector goes to this island to investigate a uh, missing girl. And he begins to suspect that he was, she was sacrificed by the, um, Druids. The Druids living on the island. And Is all that Edward Woodward? Yeah. Yeah. He's really good in it. And um, The Equalizer, for those who don't know who that is. Yeah, The Equalizer. And um, Sean, had you never seen that before? I've never seen that version oh. of it. Wow. Yeah, I saw the Nick I, I was scared off it by the um, 
a crappy sequel. I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> what about the bees? The yeah. bees. This was this was a really good movie. I yeah, think. it's creepy. Too. Liked it too. Yeah, yeah, it was really, um, it was really uh, a martyr film. You know yeah. about that police officer. Spoiler yeah. again. But, uh, really- oh, I don't know if I can do it. We're just all going to start <laughs> saying that every time we talk about him. I can't. I can't. No, oh, there it is. <laughs> just in time. <laughs> a little late. Well, that's why I like that movie Midsummer so much. Oh my god, Midsummer's insane. Midsummer was like a successor to that Wicker Man vibe, yeah. the isolated community, and the the naturalistic pagan rituals and all that Which stuff. One? Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. yeah, we saw that yucky. She didn't like Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, but here's the thing about uh, this film that we watched on um, Halloween night after we had a bunch of candy left over. Um, we were high on candy. Sean used to write, uh, well, he, he has written like 14 movies, produced um, Christian films. Not all of them. Most of them. But this one, Wicker Man, was a Christian film. You know what I mean? I would say a truly Christian film. Talk, talk, talk about the faith. You know, and John, I know you and nudity and nudity. So it it gave it all. You know, everything's nudity. Nice, yeah, yeah. Furry, very furry. It just really said a lot to us about uh, our faith. You know, and the nudity. Okay, okay. Enough, you two. Enough with the nudity. My my turn. Oh, that's good. It was a very good film. It was a film. It was a good horror <laughs> film about ideas and okay. faith, and um, it was a lot of... And nudity. Ralph, what are you watching? Ralph, what were you well, watching lately? Interestingly, I went to a cemetery and went to a book signing. Nice. Oh. And, and the author actually signed this book for me, oh. and it was very nice. John, thank you very much. I requested much. So one, was, but I've never gotten one, yeah. I guess. You I'm said you were coming to the event. Right. I'm actually reading it, and I'll let you know my review once I'm done reading it. Uh, the movie I want to talk about is one of my favorite films, and I watch it all the time, called Shattered, Shattered Glass. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, it's about Stephen Glass, who wrote for the New Republic and lied, oh. you know, faked it. Faked, and with all our writers in the room, he faked a lot of his stories, like 27 of the stories yeah. he wrote for the New Republic. Hayden it's directed. What's that? Yep. Christian Hayden. Christian Hayden. How do you say his name? Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Hayden, Hayden yeah. Christensen. I couldn't um, see it because he was in it, and I had just seen those Star Wars movies. Yeah, he's really good in it. He's very good. He's very Weasley, very good. Um, it's you know obviously based on a true story. Steven Zahn's in it. Um, a lot of great people in it, and it's directed that's by a guy named Billy Ray. Billy Ray, yeah. I think that's his name. That's his name, yeah. And it turns out I'm really starting to enjoy this guy's filmography because he did Breach, he did this one. I think he did oh, the Comey thing that was just on oh, Showtime. Breach was yeah. Amazing. Uh, the guy, the guy's very good, and this movie is fantastic. And it's one of those that I watch while I'm editing because it's got a very, it's got a rhythm to it that I that I use, and it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, um, and then again, I go down the rabbit hole, look up all the Stephen Glass stuff, and it's fascinating. Well, right. that, so, Shattered Glass. You know, I do a lot of work with the FBI, and I was talking to one of the agents who who brought Hanson down, who was an advisor on Breach and was also a character in the film, portrayed as a character. Mm. I said, so what you like? So what you think of the film? Didn't like it. Why? Because they made me a cat person. I'm not no. a cat person. That's funny. That's you funny. know, it's, it's funny. It's a two hour movie. They don't yeah. like it. Not because of it. Because they did <laughs> 
you know. Well, so. in the middle of all my COVID uh, obsession about DVDs, I found Breach at a thrift store. And, you know, it's got the director's track and it's got Billy Ray on there and it's got the detective, but it's also signed by the detective. So I found this wow. thing. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's neat. So what were you going to say about uh, Shattered Glass? Well, I was going to say that movie's actually on my my short list, you know, of only 60 titles that I would bring to the podcast because <laughs> yeah. I also I find it endlessly rewatchable. I yeah. think you know, Peter Sarsgaard, Chloe Sevigny, uh, Rosario Dawson. It's also about like a, a, an actual moment in history when uh, an online publication uh, went after a traditional print publication because they caught them doing something they shouldn't even though the New Republic didn't realize it, and they were right. So it was really, uh, just that alone was saying that this is also journalism, even though it's on, um, you know, on AOL or something. It's still real journalism. Yeah, they were Yahoo. They were Yahoo or something. Right. And, you know, it's the, the New Republic was the magazine on Air Force One. I mean, there was all kinds of implications. And this guy made up everything. Oh, yeah. And, Which and- breach were you talking about? Were you talking about the one from, oh, that's next year. Never mind. We don't have a time machine. I, I said nothing. Edit this out. I don't know when Breach came out, but it's not that one you're talking about. All right, well, that's what I saw. And, and I, I, as Drew said, I think it's very watchable. And uh, they, they're, all, they're all good in the film. It's great. So, all right. Tonight we're doing... Wait, we, can, we, can we do one thing before we go in? I, we, I think we have to acknowledge um, we lost a legend on Halloween. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sean Connery is in three of my favorite movies of all time, The Hunt for Red October, the Untouchables, The Man Who Would Be King, and one of the greatest bad movies of all time, which we should probably do an episode on, Zardoz. Zardoz, yeah. <laughs> the best Bond, too, by the way. Yes. Timeless. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Timeless. And we spoke about it in a podcast, as a matter of fact. Yes, we did. Nice. Goldfinger. Well, there you go. Yeah, you, I know what? I, I, you know what? A lot of celebrities die, and it's no big deal, but I don't know what, what, what it was about that one. But when yeah. I heard it, First of all, I was shocked he was 90. I didn't realize. Yeah, I know. I was seen that the way I was like, I was really bummed out that he died. I was like, wow. More so than normal, or like when a celebrity dies. You don't know these people, but you mm-hmm. felt kind of like you knew him a little bit. You know what I mean? I know that sounds weird, but. And he's one of those yeah. ones like, you wow. felt like was just going to be around for a, for a long time. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, well, actually, I didn't so expect was, all of a sudden. Yeah. And, and for some reason in my head, he's been in his late <laughs> 60s for like ever. Right. I have no idea. He was 90. I couldn't believe it. I know. Me neither. Yeah, I, assumed, I assumed he couldn't die unless you cut his head off. So the fact that he actually <laughs> died was genuinely. It can be only one. That's and right. I actually like I actually like the last bad movie he ever did. I think it was his last one, which is The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I love yeah, that film. That's a dreadful fun movie. It's awful, but it's movie. great. You know, know why he did great. that movie? His a mortgage? Money. House. He turned down Lord of the Rings. Because he didn't understand it. He was supposed <gasps> to be Gandalf. Oh wow. And he didn't understand <gasps> oh, wow. it. So when he got wow. that script, he said I, I don't understand this either, but I'll do it. And it ended up yeah. being he hated it. In fact, yeah. it caused him to retire from acting. There you go. His oh, last film. Oh, man. And yeah. I love it. But I love him in it. He's great in it. Yep. He is great Shall in it. Shall not pass. Okay. Well, <laughs> and and hi, don't forget, like you guys mentioned, Highlander classic. So yeah. we, we may I do that it. one day. Uh, and there'll be spoilers in that, just so everybody knows. There will be spoilers in Highlander. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, you're getting spoilers. it down, Ralph. There we okay. go. <laughs> All right. So here we go. Wojo brought a film tonight. Wojo, why don't you just tell us what your film is? And I'm going to happy. Oh. This the film I brought is The Commitments. It came out in 1991 done by the great Alan Parker, who unfortunately passed away recently. Um, and it, it tells the story of a guy named Jimmy Rabbit who decides he wants to bring soul to Dublin. 
and he's going to do it by putting together the best soul band. The hardest working band. The hardest working band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so that's that's the brief. I want to show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was like the condensed version. All right. Yes, it was. Well, I figure we're going to talk a lot. So. Well, we got, I don't know. Ralph, we need to watch the trailer. trailer. We've got to watch the preview for it. I love the trailer, movie. everybody. Yeah, let me see. Uh, there we go. Here comes the trailer. Hey, what's this? What's what? Have you got soul? If so, the world's hardest working band is looking for you. Contact Jay Rabbit. Putting a band together. Do you need a singer? Wise men say. Well, what kind of music are we going to be playing, Jimmy? Soul. Soul? That's what you've got to measure up to, lads. Well, like, maybe we're a little white. See if you could play before I pay for them. Lads, you're looking at the commitment. Brilliant management, brother Rabbit. Let's keep relations on a professional basis. <laughs> How are we professional if we've never been paid? All right, take it away. I this is probably in my top ten of movies. Wow, I always like this movie. Um, at the time when it came out, I had I had a crush on a guy I met from Ireland, which is what led me to the movie in the first place. But um, um, my mom and I went to see it for the first time at the Rotunda, and my mom was so into the music, and it just. It, it just envelops you. I mean, I feel like there's not, uh, I mean, maybe this is just because I happen to love this movie, but I feel like there's not a bad scene in it. It's really funny. It's, it was based on a book by Roddy Doyle, uh, a very thin book actually. Mm -hmm. And um, he couldn't get it published. Roddy Doyle couldn't get it published. So he took out a loan because back in, you know, back before now when you can very easily self-publish it was much more difficult he took out a loan and um one of the um producers of the film two different people sent her copies of the book and said you will love this and evidently it's just filled with a lot of these quips and and it's mostly dialogue but they said that the dialogue was able to give this you know give this uh picture so so like i said it does tell of um jimmy rabbit putting together this band and so in turn i'm gonna get away from the plot for a second 
I think it was real. One of the things that I always thought was really cool about this movie was that Alan Parker didn't hire actors. Um, no one in this or very few people who were the stars um, had ever acted at all. They hadn't, they were, they were musicians and he figured I can, we can get them to do to the dialogue. We can get them to do everything, but I want them strong in, in performing music. Right. And um, actually the guy who plays um, Jimmy Rabbit was originally supposed to play um, Declan, which was played by Deco. Andrew Deco, right. Yeah. Played yeah. by Andrew Strong. Um, and Brad and I saw Andrew Strong. He, well, first let me say, after the movie came out, the movie did okay, but the music just went like crazy. You know, and I remember the uh, the band from the movie actually was touring together because yeah. they came to Fells Point a couple times yep. over the years, and uh, they were just they were just amazing. Um, but Brad and I in two thousand nine, Andrew Strong, um, the lead singer, uh, was still performing well pre COVID, and he came to Ramshead. And we saw him and his voice is amazing. And I can't believe he was 16. I mean, can you imagine 16 years old? With that voice. Yeah. 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 So and that grown man, he looked like a grown man. Yeah. 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 He really did. He really did. Now I watched um, the documentary uh, about the making of, and he looks a little more baby faced in there. Mm. But the thing is, too, you have to realize, like, we saw him all dressed up at a wedding. Then we saw him in a business suit when Jimmy first meets him to see if he'll sing. And he was so screwed up drunk that he didn't even remember he had sung at at a uh, wedding. And I just like, I like how they put the band together. I think the audition scenes are hilarious. Um, I love the the back you know the sub the smaller characters like the father who has a picture of elvis and then the pope you know <laughs> and when he goes in his bathroom having no idea that his son is auditioning people for a band and they're playing elvis is cajun he's like <laughs> that's blasphemy elvis isn't a cajun you know um i just i, I love the music i love the music I, you, you so this was a this is a book obviously you said a thin book how did they translate? How did the book handle the musical? I, I mean, how does did they just describe that they were up there? How does that? How did they go? Didn't from read the this book, book? Don't know. Yeah, Drew, did you read the book? I read it a very long time ago. I read the whole trilogy, and I don't remember much about it other than I enjoyed it, and I thought that the all three movies because it's the commitments, the snapper, and the van. I think all the the movies are good adaptations of the films of Irish working mm-hmm. class stories. <clears throat> but I mean, you know, that, that's the thing about the, the book and the movie, the, all this music already exists. Right. And the movie and the, the characters in the movie and the movie itself tap into that existing uh, soul music uh, to, with varying degrees of, of confusion and incredulity and everything <laughs> really. I mean, it's, it's um, it, it, it feels very real. Um, and that's a tribute both to Roddy Doyle and to Alan Parker and to the two guys who, who wrote the script for the movie. Well, it feels real too, because it looks like where they shot it, all the stuff that's going on around, forget the music, oh, yeah. the musical stuff is fantastic. Right. But all the real life stuff that's going on, the, the places that everybody was living in and the way mm-hmm. life is just going on around these characters. 
it, it, it's like they just dropped into that place and they just pointed a camera and that was going on. It felt so real. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that gave it such a great flavor. Um, beyond well, the, the musical stuff was fantastic. But then the, the, you know, all that other stuff around it just gave it such a good atmosphere. It was crazy. I think this is one of those movies that, um, I mean, this is a real thing in, in real life all over the world, but there, there are lives that you live in, in such poverty and it's, it's also poverty of opportunity. So mm-hmm. the idea that I could be in a band and that could actually be something and that could give me something more than everything that I see around me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this movie is, a, is an example of both how that's a real thing and also mm-hmm. how unlikely it is to actually succeed Mm-hmm. But that, that that it can also be good to dream about that. I mean, there are, well, you know, there are kids in neighborhoods who they know the only way the only way out is you know to be a musician or to be an athlete or something. And you know the the commitments aren't aren't likely to be a worldwide success. Even though, of course, the band did actually tour all the way around yeah. the world. But I, I think um, you know it's a story of escaping poverty through very unlikely avenues. Uh, because there aren't any other avenues. And uh, a movie that came out much later, I don't know if you've seen Lynn Ramsey's first movie, uh, Rat Catcher. It's about mm-hmm. a young boy in um, uh, in Scotland during the garbage strike. And so it's uh, him li- living literally in waste and poverty. And, and it's a beautiful movie about him trying to escape it in his own head. And mm-hmm. I felt like it was the tradition of, of what you what you just said, Ralph, you know, that you just dropped in on Dublin and this is a real neighborhood and this mm-hmm. is real people and this yeah. is their real life. And it's also interesting because it's one of the few Irish movies that isn't overtly political about the troubles or that history or any of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yep. And I mean, I've watched a lot of Israeli movies and they have the same problem where every Israeli movie has to be something political or people bring something political to it. And mm-hmm. of course they're not all political, but this felt like a, as much of a, a real life portrait as much as anything else that happened to be real life in Ireland. Well, I like what you brought up is what the one character said who missed the practice, the singer. She goes, I need this more than any anyone else. Yeah. 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 I thought that was very good. Yeah. And I don't know who's been to Ireland, but, um, it, you know, I didn't go to the, the, the scummy parts of Ireland, but I did go through some bad neighborhoods. I, I did feel safer in Dublin no matter where I was than generally in Baltimore, but for some <laughs> reason. I mean – I was with some of these young Irish girls. They were just like guiding me around. I was in some club and there was playing big country after they were a big hit in this country. And they're just playing this small club there. And I was with some people and they left and I was walking back to my hotel and these young girls who wanted to know whether they should live in Los Angeles or Boston. (laughs) That's all they wanted to know. They wanted me to describe both cities to them to which one they were going to move to. And I go, you know, I feel so safe here. You know, and I had this big camera around my neck. And I go, I feel absolutely safe here. And they're like, well, I could just say there are a lot of streets you walk down you wouldn't leave with that camera. <laughs> you. you know, so, um, but it was, it, was, it was really lovely. And um, there's another movie this reminds me a great deal of, I don't know if you've seen, called um, Hear My Song, starring mm-hmm. Ned Beatty as an Irish crooner. And it's a similar story. It's about a guy, it's about a guy who wants to be a musical manager and he's had zero success. And there was this crooner that disappeared and he want you know, for tax reasons. And he, and he feels he could become successful. He can get this crooner back for a concert. And it's another one of those, um, 
you know, Irish um, singing, singing movies. And um, I love this film. And what I really love about it, how many people here have been in a band? Brad, I know you played a guitar. Were you ever in a band? No. But, you know, I was only in a garage band and in a church band. And, you know, I did play some other places. But um, it's really interesting to look at a band dynamic. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of like a weird band because there's usually two ways of a band forming. One, they're all friends, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, there's the friend band dynamic or there's the later career dynamic where they're all professionals and they just feel it'd be good together. And this is not quite either because some of the people have mm-hmm. like no real experience and all, mm-hmm. but it's interesting how bands break up and, you know, I used to follow a lot of bands in Baltimore, some of which had like record deals and all. And it's like, it's interesting that they they tend to break up, you know, either right before success or right after they achieve some goal. Mm-hmm. And then it isn't what they thought it was. They know they have to start over again, kind of, and they break up. Mm-hmm. But it's really interesting to see. I love the dynamic of this movie. It's like none of these people really had any success. But now they've just played a few places. And they're mm-hmm. getting a crowd, and it, and it goes to a number of their heads. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's just so amazing how quickly ego can destroy something when individually none of them really had anything. Well, <clears throat> Joey the Lips had a pretty good. Joey the Lips. Joey the Lips. Well, well, so, John, let me let me let me just before John, I want to go to John because this seems like right up your alley. Happy movie, walk out feeling great. I just have to confess that uh, the website I watch a lot. Two people on that website said their favorite movie is Singing in the Rain. They watch <laughs> it all the time. Uh, and I respect those people. So uh, I, I still don't like the movie, but I'm just saying they like it. Too, so. <laughs> I just want to throw that. So what, uh, you must love this film, right? I do. I've, I, I've, I watch this movie. It's, uh, you know my adage. If it comes on TV and I'll sit through it again, every time it comes on, I watch it. First of all, everybody in it was so real. It really seemed like a bunch of real people getting together. It was also a part of the world I had never seen. Dublin, Mm -hmm. that part of Dublin, I've never seen it before. So that was the first time I saw that. I will tell you the first, uh, I remember distinctly when I saw this movie, the first 20 minutes, I could not make out what they were saying. (laughs) You know, shite, shite. Uh, You know, I, I really couldn't understand. Then slowly you could understand. The other thing I loved about this, and I don't know if they did all the songs this way, but you could tell a lot of the performances were live. They weren't right. typed in music. Mm-hmm. Right. They talked about that in the making of. It's amazing. Really, and, really and wanted it to be. That added to the realism of it. And yeah. the kid, Robert Arkin, who plays Jimmy Rabbit, actually was the best musician out of them all. Yeah. And he never sang or played anything in the movie. But if you listen to the soundtrack, oh, he does yeah. songs on both. He's yeah. really, really talented. And he mm-hmm. tried out for Deco and the bass player. And Alan Parker said, no, you're going to be Jimmy Rabbit. And then when... Deco, Andrew Strong, they auditioned his father. (laughs) They got to him, and that voice sounds like he's sixty years old. Oh, I know. So that sounds like a sixty-year-old black man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So he doesn't sound like a sixteen-year-old white kid in Dublin. (laughs) You can't sit there and not get into the music because they do such an amazing job on it, Mm -hmm. and you want them to be successful. But as the movie progresses, you can tell. 
especially when they when they change into their own clothes from the uniforms, you know, mm-hmm. that's when you could tell they were all going to go their different directions. Yeah. But even at the end, when he ends up with one of the singers, it's a happy ending for Jimmy Rabbit, right? right. Mm-hmm. So I just love this movie. It's a, it's a joyful movie. The music, I, I listen to the soundtrack all the time. Both, yeah. there's mm-hmm. two of them, by the way. Right. Uh, yeah. Part two. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just a great movie. And Alan Parker, when you watch the documentary, you can see the love he has for the movie and the people in it. Mm-hmm. whenever he talks about it mm-hmm. so yeah this is a feel-good movie and compared to some of the stuff we've been watching what a breath of fresh air <laughs> i know listen and, and the only the only cliche is that every movie about bands has the same thing where success gets to their head and they break up mm-hmm. and all this that's mm-hmm. the only cliche but but you know but, it wasn't done in a cliche way i don't think well, I don't think it was cliche. Uh, listen, my favorite guy is the drummer the guy that becomes the yeah. drummer the security oh, guy. bodyguard <laughs> bodyguard <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, one of my me. favorite scenes is the guy is when the piano player is um is confession. It, oh, yeah. oh, that's and then he and it's he, and Percy he, Sledge. I, oh, yeah. I, I I've Percy got, Sledge I've got the you? album. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. When a man loves a woman by Marvin Gaye. That particular <laughs> song is from Percy Sledge, actually. <laughs> Percy. Percy. Well, Sledge. I have two favorite lines. One was kind of drop. Uh, Joey lips at the end. By the way, let me just do this. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> when uh, when Joey Lips says, you, "Is twenty nine years old." I know. Well, well Joey Lips is talking when they're, when after pr- after uh, who Percy who didn't show up. Um, Wilson uh, Pickett. Wilson Pickett was late, and Jimmy's upset, and 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 he says to Joey Lips, "You know, we could have been yeah. successful. We could have been." And he goes, "Yeah, but we're not. That's poetry." Yeah. We didn't yeah. make it's poetry. And then when yeah. Jimmy's talking to the reporter. And he says we're a gorilla band, and he like no, he says something else, and then two seconds later he goes, "That's with an E, not an O." <laughs> and I was just like, "That's that was just fantastic." Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. I liked how the the twin sisters always spoke at the same yeah. time. Yeah. That was cool. Hey, da. <laughs> and is that One Colin Meany's first? That became was Colin, famous. Was that Colin Meany's first film? No. Okay. So he was, you know, he was, he had been around for a little he bit. He was hilarious in that. He Is was he great. in the van and, and Snapper, Drew? I thought he was yeah, in all of them. I think he's in all of them. I mean, Is I it the same up, character? I think so. And he's, um, I mean, I knew him from Star Trek. Yeah, that's what Which I knew. Which character are you talking about? Uh, the Jimmy's dad. Jimmy the father. father. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. he's amazing. He was in Con Air. Well, he's in Con Air, too. He's Con yeah. Air. He, he was the FBI guy. Yeah. The car, yeah. right. <laughs> so. Debbie, uh, what did you think, Debbie? I'd like to hear <laughs> I really, I really love this movie uh, when I saw, first saw it, and then when we watched it um, last uh, week. But uh, you had to look at him to get confirmed. They <laughs> don't go together. But uh, this movie is like not—it's like a concert, a Saturday night. When a Saturday night, day night comes uh, around, I like to go out on a toot. So it's either music to go, you know. <laughs> Go out and hear some mu- live music or go to a movie, a great movie or dinner, you know, really have a great weekend with either of those two. This movie just combined those two, you know. We were movies. drinking while we were watching it then. <laughs> yeah, of course. And um, we were home. But uh, it's just, uh, I was in a couple of bands. Sean was in a band, a couple of bands. And when you're, you're making music, I mean, when you're really making music, 
and you could feel it, you know, you could hear it and you could hear how you sound and it sounds great. That's your, that's your not living in poverty. That's a Mm -hmm. life. That's a rich feeling you get when you're singing and you're making music. If you've ever want to take it up, you know, just to have it. it. Drew, do you play some kind of instrument? I know. He plays a banjo. I don't play any of it enough to, to get to that point, but I should work well, on it now. But yeah, I mean, I'm, we, glad, I'm glad you're saying this because that's one of my favorite parts about this movie. And uh, I was talking about this with Ralph, actually, uh, before we got started. There's a couple of other movies, uh, like uh, Hustle and Flow has a scene where they build a song in this dumpy front room mm-hmm. in this uh, a house mm-hmm. in Memphis, and you feel them build this song together, and mm-hmm. you're right there with them. And then uh, the other movie, I mean, this movie spawned, uh, it's in the world of other movies about music. So Glenn Hansard, who played the lead guitarist, Outspan Foster, he's the one who went on to star in Once, Once. which is yeah. a wonderful movie. And then also he's did the music for um, a movie by the same director as Once, uh, Sing Street, which has just came out. Uh, oh, very that was really good. Another I really movie. He, he's an Oscar winner. Music. He won an Oscar. Yeah, was that for Once? An Oscar. Yeah. And, and for he deserved it. That's a, right? a wonderful movie with a wonderful song. So Debbie, I really, that, the, that sort of, that sort of thing where you get to, you get to see it, Never mind feel it, but you get to see it properly portrayed in a movie, what you were describing. That's one of my favorite things in movies. Yeah. Period. And I'll tell you guys what, when we're done with this COVID and we're done with, you know, just sitting around, we're going to have you all over. We're all going to play some music, going to sing some music. I play the drum, Sean's on the guitarist the and then drew on the banjo. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, we, would have that. And, yeah know, we can do the scene from deliverance. That'd be awesome. <laughs> make up a bunch of fake books and what we would have is invite people over we have old-fashioned hoot nannies we have mm-hmm. a couple microphones in the basement we have some instruments people will bring some guitars we can and- put on a show no, you got yeah, a tambourine. Hey, kids. i have guitars <laughs> someone's gonna play a tambourine that's all i can do so I have tambourines. I have two. Okay, Michelle. We've got kazoos. We can bring as long as, we, as long as we finish that evening, which sounds wonderful, and I look forward to it. And you guys are, have already been through COVID, so I know you'll be fine. Uh, as long as we can finish that evening with a 17-minute ballet, that would be, <laughs> that would be perfect for me. I have I have taken ballet, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, let's do it. Oh, that and is, suddenly uh, this we became have a very that. scary evening. So. I think I might pull some muscles, but whatever. Yeah, now you pull a hamstring for no, sure. You're right, Deb. So when I turned 50, I had, I had it was called the Year of John, and I had a party that was True. like a wedding. Yeah. I said to my wife, I go, look, we I'm going to throw too. my own party. I'm going <laughs> to throw my own party because no one's going to do what I want to do at my own party. Right. So I, I got a band. A buddy of mine's in a band, and I said, "Look, I uh, I want you to play at my party, but one of the things I want to do, I want to I want to perform with you guys." He goes, "Oh yeah, g- give me a couple of songs, and you can do them." I go, "Oh no, 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 I want to do a set. I want to do one set <laughs> of about six songs." Wow! And he starts laughing. He goes, "That's fine." And it was it was the biggest thrill because I've been in bands where you play one or two songs and that's it. It was the first time I got to do a bunch of songs in a row. And it was, it was, it's the best. It's just the best feeling in the world. And I don't play anything. I just sing. So I wanted to, I should have done this. Just play. I have guitars, but I can't play anything. I should have just brought my guitar up there so it looked like I was playing just so I could do it. But it was, it, it's incredible when you get you up. Just on Elvis. He never really plays. And you, well, Elvis, please. But you can see that in the performance. Like even the way he shot it with the camera movement, mm-hmm. it was just such, it was such energetic filming. 
of, of you the, think that a lot of zooms in onto like specific and when they were rehearsing those scenes were great when they're showing the clips and that music nowhere to run to and they're by the clothesline doing the moves mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just a oh, fun he, happy he directed movie. fame right yeah, yes. so, I mean, a guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to say one thing that always makes me happy about the commitments is um, when the first song they do is Mustang Sally. And at our wedding, Debbie went up with the band and played that on the drums. You know, oh, that's cool. in a white dress and dark oh my God, that's oh. hilarious. You have it up on your face, babe. It's up that's on my awesome. face. Awesome. I also. I also wrote a song for her, and oh, I God. borrowed the guitar player's guitar and sang. Fortunately, oh, the, the sound the, was off. Fortunately, <laughs> oh, well, there's an omen. <laughs> wow. Because of course it was. And John, yeah. you have a Gretsch. Do I have what? A Gretsch. A Gretsch. A Gretsch? What kind guitar. of guitar you got? Oh, no. The, uh, 72 Fender Stratocaster. No. Yeah. You got one of those. We sh- Sean will give you lessons. <laughs> I can teach anybody. I've got a, I've got a, I can teach anybody. Now, to listen, a friend of mine, the, the Quattrucci's have a problem. Musical survive. I gotta tell you, what? Have, we what? have very, we have sausage fingers. We can't do it. We can't pull the cords. <laughs> These hands are too small. I blame my father. <laughs> you know what that means. Oh, right, exactly. No. I can't hit the octave on the piano. Easy. See, I look cool, but I can't play. Yeah, you look good. Yeah, well, thanks, dude. Oh, he's got I can't. Stratocaster. Oh and my 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 parents got me accordion lessons when I was a kid. So <laughs> I got clarinet lessons. Right. Oh. <laughs> and by the way, my brother Steve, who's on our podcast, can play any instrument. Which one? And is he this? played for for Steve. fifteen years. He played by ear on the keyboard. Wow. We got none of that talent. Yeah, he's he's, an, he's amazing. Actually, amazing. Yeah. But anyhow, back to the movie. Back to the movie. Yeah. As much as the guitar is fun, the bass is a great instrument to play in a band. I want to stand up. Terrible to play on your own, but in a band, the bass is a lot of fun. So anyway. um, (laughs) Back to the film. When this movie came (laughs) out, I saw it. I saw it in the theaters like three or four times at least. Oh, wow. Um, And... I I think I saw it twice with my mother because um, she my mom was so cool and she just loved this. Did we see that? Did you see? That? Wait, you said you saw some Irish guy you were seeing. Did you go with that guy? Yeah, I got a question no, about that. He oh, wait, 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 to, wait, wait. He returned to Ireland. When did you and Brad get married? Ninety five. Oh, okay. We didn't start dating till ninety two. This was before. Oh, so this is ninety one. This was 91. when Brad and I were friends. Oh, yeah. Brad, it was way before you. I just yeah, it seems like it might Brad might be a rebound. Since 1986, though. He's known me since nineteen eighty six. I think Brad's a rebound from the Irish guy. <laughs> That's a pretty good rebound, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> a long time. She traded up. <laughs> yeah, I did. did. I did. Yeah, but great choice. Great choice. Hey, I want you. I think I saw it at the Rotunda, too. So we may have overlapped. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Do we need to rate this or is this, does it even matter? Because I don't think we're even done talking about the movie. There's so Uh, much. uh, Oh, I'm not done. (laughs) Keep going. I I don't know. Okay, go. Go. No, I forgot what I was gonna say. Right, are there any more? I was like, oh my god, he's wrapping well, it you're up. Talking about any more spoilers? A bunch of times. Well, when the father yeah, got the hit by that bus, that was awful. That's when the dad you get run over. That was 
I mean, that was yeah, they, what, was the one when the couple comes up to the bus and they go, "Do you have snap?" No, he goes, "Do you have trout or something?" Oh, we have soul. We have no, soul. No, we have soul. It's <laughs> great. There good were stuff. a lot of lines in here that were the that dialogue were just, was just really great. good. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Thanks for bringing that up. This is the first time I've watched this movie with the closed captions on. <laughs> so I probably, this is probably the, in fact, I know this is the only time I understood every single thing that they said, <laughs> because there are just times within this movie that the Irish accents are yeah. so thick that I just had absolutely no clue what they were saying. Yeah, but you it's definitely got used to it. It's funny, it's funny you guys mentioned that. To hear what they're saying, you know, you have to know that. It's funny because I, I was watching uh, movies this week and my son came from Wisconsin, 24 years old, millennial. And last night I watched this with my 18-year-old daughter. These kids love watching movies with the uh, captions on. Wow. And I don't, know, I don't know what that's about. Like, I, I, uh, by the way, they hated Halloween. I played Halloween on Halloween. <laughs> and, they, and, and, and my son's like, I don't understand his motivation. What was the trauma <laughs> that caused him to stab it? I go, what, what, what are you talking? What? Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, the the open captions on this really helps because you catch everything, including the lyrics of the music, right? Because yeah. they're doing all that. Well, no, actually, if they you didn't on, on the DVD, they didn't show you the lyrics. Well, last night I watched it on singing. <laughs> no, no, they You're just uh, saying like on, soul on music. Prime. On Prime, they had all the words, everything. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, well, I, I want to say that yeah, I did. This is this is an old. DVD. I did see one in joke in there. I don't know if anyone else noticed it. When they were in the video store and uh, they were watching the James Brown, did you notice the sign behind them? There was I a row you... of movies and it said Alan Parker Month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, they talked about so one of them oh, talked, mentioned yeah. Mississippi Burning. When, which uh, did. when Jimmy Mississippi Burning, there was another one they brought when up. When they too. do the flashback and they show him selling um, uh, like pirate right. videotapes. He the one he said, "Oh, you want a Mississippi Burning?" That was horrible Irish accent. I'm terrible at that. But and, and what are you talking about? I was transported. <laughs> you know, right, that's you right. That was that's beautiful. an Alan Parker film, right? Mississippi Burning's Alan yeah. Parker. Yes, it is. Oh yeah. wow, wow. Yeah. And he's I got a pretty eclectic. Uh, he's yeah. got a pretty eclectic filmography, but he's got. I mean, between this fame and the wall, he's definitely got the credibility of, of being a, a music. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and you're telling me that all this music was live. They they played it back. I don't know if all not all of it, but he tried to do a lot of it. Sound sounded way too polished, but and most of them you could tell that they were singing live. Mm -hmm. You can tell that, like Buddy the Buddy Holland story. He did everything live, and you Mm -hmm. could tell. Well, when we I like that the documentary. You know, Mm -hmm. the making of. um, They showed some some scenes where. They were shooting them singing and you could tell that what what Andrew Strong was singing was what went into the movie. Now, I'm not saying it all did, because obviously there were two soundtracks, which were amazing. Right. So, um, so they obviously did record it at some point. But I think, you know, Parker tried to get some. Well, he specifically talked about trying to get it to be like it's a really live feel. He said right. a lot of mu- music in movies is very contrived. You're showing these live concert scenes, but you can tell it's recorded. Well, even during the rehearsals, you could tell the mistakes yeah. they were making. Were, right. You know, right. Roy, Sally, Roy. Roy, yeah. <laughs> Sally, Roy. <laughs> you can't use your accents. 
But it was a hard R, too. Say it loud, I'm black and I'm proud. That's the other thing. <laughs> this, this, this movie was a hard R. Not hard R, but I mean, it was R. I well, yeah, they were language in every other word. Oh, yeah. yeah. Irish people known for... Oh, that's yeah. fine. But I wonder if that hurt the, the box office. Or... No, it did. It did. They, the movie was a $12 million budget that made $15 million. And it, it would have made more money if it was PG-13 or PG. Yeah. But yeah. it was, I mean... But it had to be that way. It, it felt, yeah. It, I mean, I, th- I think the profanity feels as real as anything else yeah. in the, these people. When they say shite, I think that's very charming. It suffered because people couldn't understand most of the dialogue. But the soundtrack... Just like your video they, track right I mean, now. We can't... Soundtrack. I've never heard freezing <laughs> up this week, John. What are you doing? I don't understand a word you just said. Oh, we need some open captions. <laughs> The soundtrack exploded. He said the soundtrack it made, exploded. It so <laughs> John, you keep the going. The soundtrack exploded. Got it. That's Garrett Morris. I was just doing Garrett Morris. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I mean, I closed my eyes. It was like Garrett, right, Garrett Morris right is the interpreter. The... <laughs> I mean, the movie definitely All got right, more of a life. soundtrack <laughs> exploded. No, John, you're right. The movie got more of a life because the soundtrack took Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Yes. And yeah. I mean, the tour and, and anybody the that ended up doing would never have happened. Well, with anybody that listens to the music, if they find themselves eventually at the movie, the movie is great. So mm-hmm. it you know, continue to live on. And the movie's really going to explode now that we've done this podcast. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we did give out a few spoilers. I have to say, I watched it last night and I cannot get Mustang Sally out of my head oh it's, i know it just it's I just got mustang sally well, and I, I love joey lips joey lips was fantastic joey the lips fagan joey joey lips lips he was one of the few actors that was actually an actor yeah. and not a musician yeah. right. Yep. right oh really okay yeah now i was because i was going to ask you know debbie i mean there's a lot of catholicism in this film a lot of faith in this yes. film so that that had to have been nice for you guys i i mean well, I'm we, not Catholic, but we, we have the same. <laughs> right, Christian, whatever. Nice I, you job, have no idea. Ralph. Uh, Christian, <laughs> of course. But you tend to bring it in no matter what the film is. I thought this would be well, a perfect. I, I think music and art and uh, movies and theater and all this creative stuff that people do. I mean, it's all, you, you're, you're not, you don't have to worry about poverty. You know, the Irish are known for being poor, but uh, you could live a very rich life, you know, uh, onions and potatoes. You know, <laughs> that's a rich man's meal, onion and potatoes. You know, you get some, it's just fantastic. And I just want to say about faith, you know, it's something we always used to say. You brought up the picture of the Pope and Elvis oh, above Elvis, it. Yeah. You know, we always used to say, that right away. Jesus Christ is Lord, but Elvis is always the king. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I that's that- why we'll see you oh. all in hell. <laughs> I'm in hell. Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm all red. I love the Elvis. <laughs> now that's endearing. I love the Elvis story that Joey the Lips tells the father. Oh, the trumpet! We love the trumpet. Oh, and the father, just, oh, and the father is just like, like oh. spoilers. It's like he never saw him take drugs. He Tell me, right. have you I ever knew it? <laughs> and I like that he called his trumpet Gina Lola Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> I loved her. I used to love her. Right. And I loved that. You know, once again, spoiler, that Wilson Pickett comes by. At the I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. And it was funny because that scene, when Jimmy's walking in the rain, 
and it's really you do, you do, you know do. in in one of the um um extras you know on the second dvd that they were showing you they were showing you how that was actually a brighter area and they were spray painting poles dark black that were yellow and railings were red oh really spray painting them and then of course they're hosing down the street so it really it's a lot of it was so well lit for that night scene and it gave the whole um for me it gave the emotional feeling of 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 like everything jimmy was going through like he he put this band together they they hate each other now they've broken up and he's disgusted and he's walking home you know through what it rained and then when that guy pulls over and And the limo pulls up (laughs) and asks him where the club is and he said oh it's right down there but they're closed Uh, (laughs) what Yeah. Wojo, what was that? Can we have I some? Need, oh, I, I, I need know. some. Yeah, I'll I'll some subtitles. Dave was closed. Dave was closed. Was closed. I'll put subtitles up for that. Shut up. <laughs> um, back to the hotel, and, Mr. And the guy, yeah, back to the hotel, then, <laughs> Mister Pickett. And you see Jimmy just like, ah, you know, um, shite. I know. <laughs> I I think it was hilarious that he does that um, being interviewed. Yeah. Like that continues throughout the whole movie. Yeah. And Jimmy, like, what was it like when Wilson Pickett showed up? Hell if I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like is that they never resolved the Joey Lips thing. Because that's like, oh, so Joey Lips did know him. But then it ends on that coda. He's touring America with Joe Text, who is, but he's been dead since 1982. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. And they asked according to his mother. Yeah. yeah, she was. She was. A, Boy, was she! Oh, that was. <laughs> Joey's great. not here right now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> my Joe, are you friends with my Joey? Joey, <laughs> it's a man that quirks ours coming down the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Love this movie. Good call. I guess you do. All right. So, what's your what's your review? What's your uh? Is it what's your thumbs up? I guess. Yippee ki yay! Oh. Yippee ki yay! <laughs> I think everybody, right? Oh, you Mustang down. <laughs> you just couldn't wait. You couldn't oh, yeah. wait. Couldn't <laughs> wait. Well, I thought you were asking me. Oh. <laughs> you were looking right at me. How could you tell? All right. Well, that's a, that's a, that's fantastic. That, you know, that's a good cleanser. So we have to get back into some nasty, dirty 70s films. <laughs> so Actually, I get the pick. What I get the pick. 1971. <laughs> so it's John Do you know what your pick is? I got the pick, and I don't know what it is yet, All right. but well, I can guarantee know. this. It's not going to be early 70s. Well, here's the, the, here's the, one. And Ralph's going to hate it. Here's something. There's a there's a movie. It's um. It came out just a few years ago. It's a great thriller. It's about a British soldier who gets lost in the middle of the night on patrol in um in uh, belfast in northern ireland during the occupation and the name of this bleak and intense movie is actually 71 oh, oh yeah i know it's, oh. it's By a good actor good. you ever see that oh. actor in that prison film he did with uh ben mendelson that same actor i can't remember oh, the yes. film's name i can't fantastic. remember fantastic it's yeah. a great film now i was at a cemetery this weekend getting my book signed nice chapel yeah. street do we and have any I met, pictures I from met, that I met, one of, from that no, I met one of Sean's oh, friends who wants to be on the podcast to do straw dogs. 
Oh God! <laughs> She's in. I don't know what that She's movie in. is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All these other ones that we watch. I'll tell you what, Ralph. That yeah, particular one, when we do that, have this person come on, and I'll take the podcast off for that one. I think that's oh, a good no. idea. I think if you I should. have to be here, you have to be here. Right. I can't. Yes. I just and it came out in 1971. Perfect. Well, oh, Joe, no. my recommendations you know have been working all right. So, all right, you know so John, I'm going to take next- that in consideration uh. when I pick my movie. That. Okay. So, John, you'll be next. And by the way, when John brings his movie, there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. Just so everybody knows. Always spoilers, going to be spoilers. 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 Also, I, I'd like to say I, I really feel like we can get a streak going where we have a full episode where nothing falls on anybody's head. <laughs> I really believe in us. We've already so got far, a streak one. one episode. We're one. Here We're we good. are. Yeah, it's the beginning. <laughs> it's the beginning. Also, All right, everybody. Uh, Wojo, that was a great pick. Yeah. Great pick. I actually, I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> I was, I, I, I thought I had seen it over and over. And I'm glad I did. I watched it with my 18 year old daughter. Did she like it, she, Ralph? Yeah, she loved it. Yeah. She loved it. We had a great. It was it was awesome. And yeah. um, I, I, just, I forgot I forgot so much about the just the atmosphere of the whole film and everything that was going on around it. The drug lines when the guy says, "I I thought there was a drug line." I thought you were selling drugs. All that sounded Irish. I thought you were selling drugs. There you go. And that all the little asides. I just really enjoyed it. And I, my foot yeah. never stopped tapping. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> Well, so, I and I can't say, play one instrument, nothing except the tambourine. I can play. You the can tambourine. go see a neurologist for that if that's a problem. <laughs> I, probably should. I probably should. I did play. I learned to play "Happy Birthday" one string on a guitar. That was my big claim to fame. Uh, wait a minute, didn't you play uh, on the little keyboard "Every Day" by Buddy Holly? I might have done that. That was a long time ago. <laughs> All right, I can't I can't that a wedding. Per- that we'll was a wedding. Wait, wait, wait! Say it up. I didn't hear I that. I have what? to do this for Drew. This is the number of podcasts we've had without someone getting hurt by something falling on him. Thank you one. very much. How I'm, many days without an accident? Right. Days one, without one, an accident. Days without an accident. accident. Right. We can All do right, it. guys. Listen. <laughs> listen, have a good week. Yeah. It's election night. We don't know what's going to happen. Everybody stay safe. John, let us know the movie as soon as you can. I will. All right. Absolutely. And we'll see everybody. Right. John, you want to want to lead out with a little Mustang Sally? Mustang Sally, if you gotta slow your Mustang down. All right, is this everybody a birthday party? Jeez. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you guys Bye. next week. Bye. 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 Bye.